everybody, everywhere. I am Jake, and this is Nick, and we are the Super Nerdcasters. And you're probably wondering, wait a minute, where's Ezra? Well, you've also are probably wondering where we've been for the past two, three weeks. Has it? Has it been that long since yeah, we last recorded? What? Yeah. yeah. I think three weeks. Yeah, pretty long. Um, so, long story short, Ezra's Discord ended up getting hacked, and we were supposed to record an episode, like, during the day it got hacked, and uh, he wasn't able to join. No, no, no. We recorded an episode two weeks ago. Um, like, we started it, and Ezra was just not feeling good. He uh, had a lot going on in his life. Um, his dad broke a lot of bones in his body after he fell off of a tree uh, his mom's still in the hospital for something else and uh yeah he's just been really depressed lately so everybody just you know pray for ezra if you're christian or not or if you're religious pray for him if not just like have the universe give ezra good luck whatever you believe in nico bolus whatever whatever you believe in <laughs> hopefully that brings the power to Ezra's life and hopefully things got better and then after that his discord got hacked so we kind of just took a little break there's a little break but he should be back next week um, but I thought that we would take the time out of order Nick is going to be the host today kind of I mean we're both the host today it's like our episode just Nick and I we're gonna sit down and we'll, yeah we're just gonna talk magic I mean, or, you know, magic, we might jolt off to other card games or anything else, but this episode is going to be specifically Magic the Gathering, um, and I know a lot of you have been looking forward to that, uh, a lot of you are not looking forward to that, but we, it is our podcast and we do whatever we want to do. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, then don't listen to this episode. It's whatever. It's whatever. So, Nick, what did you, like, want to start off talking about? Um, well, I mean, we talked about Ezra's week. We talked about missing, but we haven't yet talked about our weeks. So, our weeks since the last episode. Um, you, you can go first if you want. Um, my week's been pretty great. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to Nick's girlfriend who is in the background at the moment. Um, my week's been pretty good. Um, I've been playing a little bit of a new game that came out recently um forza horizon 5 um me and uh jake's dad here have been um talking about a competition um so we'll see how that goes yeah i'm uh, hyped for that my week on my my last couple of weeks at work have been great have no complaints actually um i mean it's still hard work i'm not saying that i'm slacking off but my at work and uh, I made a new deck. 
uh, Magic the Gathering. We'll probably talk about it eventually later, but you know me every week I got a new one. Um, this one I might keep for a while though. It might be might be a permanent one in it's, the collection. It's one of the better ones. Yeah, it's it's an old favorite. It's a it's Damia Sage of Stone, the pretty powerful kind of versatile commander. All the people um, are listening are like, ooh. <laughs> uh so we'll see we'll see how that goes i'll explain it a little bit later better in depth and detail um what about you jake how's your week or weeks my multiple weeks of not being in the podcast have been pretty good since we last recorded um i've taken care of things in life i uh i uh work Dude, it's gotten a lot stressful. We're preparing for the seasons of holidays. I mean, we got through Halloween pretty yeah. good. Uh, the Thanksgiving week is pretty busy. I mean, everybody's buying food. So it's busy for my area because, you know, I'm in the grocery area. So it's so super busy for food. Um, and then, you know, and then we're preparing for Christmas. So they're starting to schedule us a lot earlier because we're like getting more trucks uh, at a day now instead of just one truck a day. We're going to a smaller target, for those who don't know. Um, so it's probably not like the super targets that get like 12 trucks a day or something like that. I have no idea. They probably get like infinite trucks a day as much as they want. But, you know, work's been good. Life's been good. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I just feel bad for Ezra. He's going through a lot at the moment and he's absent for episode, but that's okay. He'll be back for sure. So you guys don't have to miss him. I know you missed us. We're back. This is a new episode. Woohoo! We're talking about Magic the Gathering. I built... So, okay. My history of Magic, real quick, is that I had a lot of decks. And then I'm like, hmm, I want to merge two decks. And I did. And now I separated them again. But I made them better. Because I bought a lot of cards to make that merge deck awesome. But then I was like, I'm going to separate them. And they're going to be even better than they were before I merged them. So, that is you know, my history of deck building. Not really, but of recent deck building. I've merged and yeah, it's been pretty pretty great um, so far. Magic goes. Yeah, I'm not too sure of a, of a good theme when it comes to Magic the Gathering or other I would probably say like there's some news coming up for Magic. I mean, there's always news coming up, stuff like that. Um, but I'd like to talk about like maybe some of our past experiences. And I know that um, is Magic, Jake. And I haven't really asked you this. Much. I probably have asked you this before, and you probably told me the answer. But is this is Magic your first card game? Like, did you ever play Pokemon? The my first Pokemon card game. Did you, but did you play it seriously, or was it? kind of meh i mean i like seriously as in like going to competitions and stuff no but as like far as how i treated it when i played it you know i i took it like it was real i felt like a pokemon trainer going up to the pokemon trainer on route one and about to kick his butt um yeah i like I would, I would play with friends in elementary school. Um, I would, you know, bring my binder that I had 
I still have to this day, still have that binder. It's not the same as it was before, but I still have the binder. Yeah, I'd bring it to them, and we'd trade, we'd make decks, battle, take the decks apart, trade, all of that. Um, the normal. Yeah, the normal things that you would do with your friends when you were playing Pokemon. Uh, but yeah, as far as I know, as far as it goes, um, uh, I didn't play a lot of card games. I mean, I had a friend that like tried to teach me Yu-Gi-Oh back in elementary school, but like I was like, ah, cool, and then <laughs> you know moved on. Um, and it's like same thing with magic. Like when I moved to Minnesota. I had a good buddy named Peyton. Oh man, we gotta get him this podcast one day. He has Discord. I have a good buddy named Peyton, and he he showed me, like, showed me the ropes. But again, it was like with Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm just like, ah, cool, and then just walked away with it. You know, I didn't learn more of it until I met you when I moved back uh, to the state. I moved back, and you know, I met you, and you were like, "Have you played Magic?" And I'm like once or twice and then you're like you gotta come over and i gotta show you so i did and you showed me and that's when i was like yeah this is more than just ah cool you know (laughs) so uh that's kind of my history with uh with trading card games you know it's mostly pokemon like all pokemon i mean i remember i know this is episode of magic but i'm bringing up pokemon because that was like the only card game i played growing up but like I remember in high school, the card game. Yeah, the card game. Um, I know. I remember back in like high school when uh, we'd have study hall. Me and this guy named Elijah, we would uh, meet up at the table, bring our decks to the table, and we we're like, "All right, let's go." And uh, funny story, um, there was this like teacher, old guy. He would like, you know, because they would rotate study hall teachers. It wasn't always the same one. So they'd like rotate the study hall teachers and we'd get this old guy and he would like immediately see the Pokemon cards as soon as we brought him out and he'd walk over and he's like, I can't allow you to have this. You are, uh, you are a disgrace. You're, uh, showing signs of demon work and all of that. And he he was like serious about it too. Like dead straight on face. And he was like mad. He's like, if I see those out again, I'm confiscating those from you. And I'm like, whoa. It was hilarious. Forget his name, but he was one of those teachers. Um, he's like study hall is a time. Shout out to that teacher. He was a what? Shout out to that teacher. Shout out to that teacher. We're no longer. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, shout out to that teacher. I remember. Okay, so there was this like when I was in elementary school, there was like this after school thing that we could go to. Um, like, it, it was for, like, if your parents worked later in the day and they couldn't quite pick you up after school, you would go to this after-school program and wait for them to pick you up there. Uh, and they even had, like, a, they even had a before school for, like, the same reason. If your parents worked at, like, 4 a.m. and they needed to drop you off, they'd take you to this, you know, before-school program that was open from, like, 4 a.m. to 5 p.m. or whenever. Um... And I'd sit there and, you know, I'd bring my Pokemon cards and everything. But I remember it, like, got so bad because, you know, people were, like, stealing them. And, you know, they were, like, fighting each other for stuff. Yeah. I remember the school was like, all right, we're banning Pokemon cards. No more Pokemon cards. No more 
Beyblades 2 was another thing that like everybody was freaking out at the time. Everybody was like, no more Beyblades, no more Pokemon cards, we're stopping all of that. And so, we were, yeah. Um, but that's, for TCG, that's basically, Pokemon was my childhood, elementary, high school. You know, the whole nine yards. And then it really wasn't until I met you when I started getting really into magic. And now I'm just like, magic this, magic that. Have you played it? Have you not played it? You should play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I started out with Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I have a friend uh, who's still kind of a friend. Unfortunately, they moved um, pretty far away. Um, and my uncle. So my uncle, he kind of had some cards that he had in his um, his little office that I would go into his office and I'd mess with them. But he never really wanted me to touch them because he used to do tournaments and stuff like that back in the the early 2000s. Um, so he'd do tournaments for Yu-Gi-Oh! And he was very prided in his uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. And I told my other friend who was... I guess they were technically my mom's friend. Okay. But who um we visited a lot and i they're not really family so i have to call them friends but they were basically family we were over at their house a lot yeah um i told him that i liked Yu-Gi-Oh, and he's like well let me show you and uh he's got drawers and drawers and drawers and drawers and drawers of Yu-Gi-Oh cards he's like i'll build you and your brother your first decks and you can play with them and so my very first Yu-Gi-Oh deck was a red eyes um black dragon deck and which is funny because I still don't like Red Eyes Black Dragon to this day. I was never happy with that deck. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, brother got never tunes, happy with and I actually deck. really enjoyed tunes. Oh yeah, yeah. It was never. I was never like I really didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I watched the show. You know, I'd wake up every mo- morning to watch on WB when they had Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and I really loved um, Kaiba's Blue Eyes White Dragon. I always thought that it was like, well, it's just a better Red Eyes. So it was very confusing to me, but uh, um, one day, I mean, we, me and my brother were very bad at the game. <laughs> we, we, he gave us those decks, didn't really teach us how to play. Like, we weren't paying attention, I guess. I guess we were a little too young. Mm-hmm. We came back to him years later. We came back to him years later, and we're like, well, we actually want to learn. So he sat down, he taught us, um, and so I really blame him for the, for the Yu-Gi-Oh! mentorship. And <laughs> me and my brother... Me and my brother would play, and we weren't really, like, meta, I guess, would be the best word to describe it. We weren't, like, playing against other kids or whatnot. Like, whenever we did play against other kids, um, we did not have the best decks in the world. We had kind of mediocre compared to everybody else, but we didn't really pay attention. We were all very focused on our deck. We all wanted to make ours, like, animatics, so I only had one copy of every card. I didn't have three copies, because I didn't know that there was you could put multiple copies of a card in your deck so i always had one i was always like very like i've got my monster reborn i've got my pot of greed and it wasn't until i got into high school and i started to meet a lot of people who were much better at Yu-Gi-Oh than i was and it was mostly banned kids um shout out to those kids by the way they're <laughs> i still talk to some of them nowadays shout out to everybody um, in my childhood that i just mentioned too <laughs> <laughs> exactly um uh, I played um, Yu-Gi-Oh! with them in high school, and it changed my perspective on it. 
because I used to just build my deck to beat my brother's deck. It was always me versus my brother. It was never me versus other people. And so I finally, like, my brother kind of stopped playing for a little bit, so I had to find an outlet somewhere else. And in high school, I was a freshman, and um, I was a young freshman. I was only 14 when I got in right. high school. Uh, the, um, you know, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! And um, I started the Yu-Gi-Oh! Club at school. Now, oh, yeah. everybody thought it was kind of weird. They're like... They're like, why would you have the Yu-Gi-Oh club when we have a trading card club? And there's a little bit of complications with the teacher because you had to have like a teacher sponsor your club. There was a little bit of complication with the teacher we originally had to sponsor it. Um, and so we were just like, okay, well, might as well go to the to the combine the two clubs, combine Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, it was called Gaming Club, Yu-Gi-Oh and Gaming Club, and we would go to the Gaming Club teacher's office well we went there and um at this point at, at that point when i had the club i was like i'd say a junior in high school at that point um the uh i was playing on competitive levels i was actually going to tournaments and stuff for Yu-Gi-Oh. wow so like i had the most expensive deck i had a job um i turned i got 16 as soon as i turned 16 i got a job and every single paycheck that i ever spent i didn't have to pay bills or nothing so i went into Yu-Gi-Oh cards and i had a 400 dollar um shadal deck that i took to um to ycs vegas um in 2000 and oh that would be 2015 to 2015 ycs vegas um and i placed top eight in the uh regional event in, in for basically all of the quadrant because it was in vegas ycs yeah. so it was vegas texas um or it was nevada texas arizona um and yeah i think that's it that's impressive. um i placed yeah, I placed top eight out of the three states. Really? Um, then yeah, and then Congrats, dude. they banned. They, oh, it was it was amazing. I had such a great time. Everybody there was so nice. Like I, I was surprised. Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh has always had that like stigma of like everybody who plays Yu-Gi-Oh is very like stuck up and nasty, very very competitive, which I've seen, but I've also seen the lighter side. Um, when I went. So right after that tournament, they banned my deck. Um, the the Cheval deck. <laughs> They're like, you're they too good. You can't have El it. Sh well, so it was um, El Shadal Construct. Um, was it's a monster that when you when you summon it, you get to send a card from your deck to your graveyard, and then you get to uh, um, whenever it attacks a special summon monster, it instantly destroys it. So any other fusion monsters, synchro monsters, whatever it is, it wipes it off the face of the earth um and then there was another card that paired with it called el shadal fusion and el shadal fusion you could it, it was a uh, i oh man i'm so out of touch with Yu-Gi-Oh. it's like an instant it, it, it automatically basically you can play it multiple times during your battle phase okay um so you I have no idea. attack with shadal yeah it, 
it's a complicated thing, but you attack with Struck, <laughs> then you activate it, then you attack with another Construct that you summon, then you attack with it. So it was, it was a pretty overpowered deck. Um, they banned it, and then I tried to go to, because I qualified in that, In the, if you qualify in the top 50 uh, of that regional tournament, you go to um, Nationals. Okay. And as soon as I went to Nationals, I lost very first Eliminator round in the Nationals. I, I was on a consistent... I lost that first one, consistent losing streak. I did not place anything. Well, I had to, it was, I had about a month to build it. Um, and okay. unfortunately, the deck that came out after um, Shadal was um, Necroz. Um, and uh, it was Necroz and uh, it was Necroz, another deck. Uh, it was a Star Wars themed deck. I forget what it's called. It's been so long since I played Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, Copyright. Can't Cosmos. Make sounds. <laughs> uh, Cosmos. Cosmos. Cosmos were were Star Wars style uh, cards. Okay. Um, the Cosmos. I built the Cosmos deck, and my brother had the Necroz deck, and it it didn't do my Cosmos deck did not do as well at all as my my other deck. Anyways, so I come back home, um, and I am in the Yu-Gi-Oh! slash Magic slash Pokemon. You could really play whatever you wanted to. And um, our good friend Jacob, who uh, was supposed to be helping us with the podcast, but he's uh, <laughs> had some issues, with, some issues with getting connection. The fourth main <laughs> character. Getting available who's... Wi-Fi. The fourth main character <laughs> yeah. who's still waiting to make the appearance. <laughs> Yeah, he's the kind of character that'll come in. Um, but our, our good friend Jacob um, was like, Hey, you really like Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, we also play Magic in this club. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it because you're kind of in the slums about your Yu-Gi-Oh deck. And so I was like, yeah, I'll try it out. And he had a very powerful um, commander deck using Rishkar, who's uh, when it enters the battle, you put two plus one plus one counters on a creature. And then any creatures with... Um, plus one plus one counters on them can tap for mana. Real powerful elf commander. It was built around plus one plus one counters and using the mana to summon big creatures like Eldrazi's. It's a very powerful deck. I get to. This was my first deck that I ever get to play with was a commander deck, and they showed me commander, and I fell in love with it. Now, after I had fallen in love with magic, um, specifically commander, I actually went to go do research. Because that was my biggest thing, was I hated when people didn't do research yeah. on a game. Like, if they wanted to get into it, they didn't do research. Um, so I did a lot of research, and I played in Standard, because I wanted to actually go to tournaments and stuff, and do the same thing I did in Yu-Gi-Oh! I was like, trying to compare Yu-Gi-Oh! Be like, well, what's the Yu-Gi-Oh! equivalent in Magic? It'd be Standard. And mm -hmm. I tried to go and play Standard, and I, I did pretty well. I built a, um, a Vehicle Stompy deck. I started playing in Kaladesh. Um, and Vehicle Stompy was uh, using Consulate Dreadnought and a card called Siege Modification, which basically turn three made a 10-11 first strike. And it was a really good deck. Um, there was control variants. Mine was just a Stompy version. Nice. Um, that deck uh, cycled out of standard. And I figured out about, like, and that kind of shunned me away from standard real oh, yeah. early on which was like 
my entire deck worked in Kaladesh no longer worked because all of Kaladesh is no longer available. It wasn't like El Shadal Construct getting banned where it was only one card in my entire deck, it was the entire <laughs> set was gone. Um, so I stopped playing I stopped playing standard and I built my very first commander deck um, so that I could play with Jacob and it was like what's the uh, I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> and then I um, I graduated high school 2017 um, and in 2017 they came out with commander decks the commander 2017 um, and in the Commander 2017 decks, there includes the Ur-Dragon, which is a very powerful dragon commander that I actually ended up buying and upgrading. And that that deck started my Magic the Gathering commander down spiral into making a deck every other week and not knowing what the heck to do. <laughs> my first deck was Marin of Clan Nountoth for commander. I'd played a standard deck that Peyton built me, but I don't remember who, what was in it, why it was in it, uh, why is Gamora, why, where, but <laughs> I do remember my first commander deck, which was Marin, and I gotta say, it was a pretty exciting commander deck, and I still own it today, just a lot more upgraded in advance. That was actually one of the decks that I merged, another commander deck called Brutaclad, uh, uh, I core tech engineer, Ig, what? Something core engineer? Do you know the full title? I don't even know the rest of his name. I just call him Brutaclad. It's something. Oh, well, now I need to know. Jeez, Nick. Uh. Mm, it's it's Telcor. Telcor. T e l c h o r engineer. Uh, and that was my other, not my second commander deck I ever built. My second commander deck we never speak of. It was like a mistake. It was the worst deck I've ever built in life. Um, never gonna build it again. Maybe now I would because I have knowledge and I know what to put in it. But I just kind of like threw a bunch of cards together and I was like, this is a great deck. And then it was uh, that commander was uh, Kroxa, uh, Titan Clash, Clash of Titans. I don't know. Um, newer commander at the time, uh, just kind of dabbling with the, I think we did a, I think we did a, um, what is that called? A draft with we the set. We did a Theros draft. Yeah, Theros yeah. draft with the set, and that was one of the cards I got, um, and I made a deck out of it, and it was really bad. Uh, Titan of Death's Hunger is the name of the full card. And then my third deck, because that was when Nick was telling me about strong characters and strong cards and really powerful spells and all of that, and I was just like, ooh, I want a deck with all of that in it. And I built a deck called Joda, uh, Archmage Eternal. That was the third commander deck I built. And, um, another failed deck, but I've learned since then. I've, I've, I think Joda, I think Joda wasn't necessarily failed. I think you did a really good job Joda. It didn't um, sound like just, that. I'm just like I said, every time well <laughs> every time you make a deck you learn something. I know. Even so today. By the but yeah. Even by the third you know, and I always say it like this, like you you seem to when you build a commander deck, and this could be for a lot of players and this might help as well. 
when you build a deck, you kind of want to stick with it. You're like, I really like this card, I really like this card. You create a lot of pet cards, and it makes it to where you don't want to take them out of the final deck version when you go to upgrade the deck and make it better. You don't want to change anything because you look, you love the cards that you already run in it. I only have one pet um, card, and, and I then, currently... sorry, but I was gonna say I only have one pet card, and I currently own three copies of it right now. Is Sporefrog. Sporefrog. <laughs> um, and Sporefrog's a great card, um, but with with your with Jota deck, and and this I told you time and time again, I was like, hey, you should take this kind of stuff out so you can put this kind of stuff in, and you don't. You didn't do that, so that's the only reason I ever said that like it was not a good build is just because yeah. you were reluctant to take stuff out. But now you have a lot of knowledge. Now you would know that like Jota can be built a certain way, or it can be built a couple of different ways, as like different power levels, um, and in order to get a power level that you'll enjoy to to be able to actually beat people, you need to build it a certain way. Um, when you uh, mentioned. Real quick, when you mentioned Game Club at your high school, that totally, uh, that, that totally sparked in, like, a memory that I had, uh, in my high school. I actually started a, well, not me, it was me and two other guys. Uh, we started a game club together. I used to have, like, this group of friends from, we were even in a marching band together. Uh, the guys were Dan and Elijah, and they reminded me of Rhett and Link, because they looked exactly like them in, like, teenage years of them. Because the one... Dan was like really tall, he had a beard and he was ginger, and the other kid was short with glasses and had brown hair, and I'm like, yeah, they, they're Rhett and Link. I, I kept calling him that <laughs> as well. But uh, yeah. we, all three of us, because Elijah was the one that played um, or Pokemon with me during study hall, we started a games club with a teacher who also played card games. Uh, his name was... Uh, I don't even know some weird pronunciation name um <laughs> but yeah we we all started it uh we we prafke that was it it was like p-f-r-a-f-k-e i have no idea but it was prafke yeah that was his last name don't look him up he's fairly young um not young but like younger as a teacher compared to the rest of them because the rest of them were like 40 50 60 years old and this guy was like late 20s so, you know, he was relatable to us. Um, but yeah, that and was... And, and that was similar with the original teacher that I had for for uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Club. Was, he was a younger guy, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that was my game club story. Um, what, what, what should we go on to next? We talked about our history. We're talking about our current magic decks that we built. Um... Are there any things you're hyped well, for? Well, I haven't talked about my current. Oh yeah, talk about your current decks. Oh, don't. We're not bringing up <laughs> hype train back into this. That was our last episode. Dick was like, <laughs> Dick was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about my decks, um, and then Nick, uh, we don't care about yours. Yeah, because uh, you built like every deck. I'm just kidding. Yeah, go ahead. I've built. No, I've, I've truly built a lot of decks. Um, my current deck that I'm working on, Dami's Hit of Stone. I talked about it earlier. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Damia is a 7-mana uh, Soltai commander. Soltai is the combination of black, blue, and green. 7-mana, um, so it's black, blue, green, and 4. For a 4-4 four, four with death touch, it says you skip your draw step, and then the next line of text, at the beginning of your upkeep, you um, if you have less than 7 cards in your hand, you draw 
equal to the difference. Equal to the difference. So at your upkeep, if you only have four cards in your hand, you draw three cards till you have seven. So the idea of the deck, um, you play Soltai, which um, are undoubtedly the best colors of Magic. Um, black is is the color of exploitation. Um, it uses it utilizes something such as life or sacrificing creatures or in this deck discarding cards for a other particular benefit whether that's to draw cards or to gain life or whatever it is yeah um so black beautiful color absolute favorite i will never stop talking about black because it is legitimately my favorite color swamp um is green what i was just gonna say i most of my decks have black in it too so i know exactly yeah and and green and green uh, and blue <laughs> most yeah. decks have black green and blue realistically any combination of black bl blue or, or green they have the most value have the most draw power they have the most life gain it's just how it works um but yeah green green is the power of uh, of the color of growth um she's a seven mana commander so of course you have to ramp out really early in the game in order to start getting her effect off and be able to gain your value there and it's really nice when you can dump your hand of ramp spells, then to cast her and on your next turn draw a full grip again. That's kind of the best line of play. You play something that searches lands, play something that searches lands, play something that searches lands, play your creatures or whatever it is, and then the turn that you cast Amia, you hope to have no cards in hand, so you draw to seven at your next turn whenever you cast her. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, blue, same thing, drawing cards. You get certain benefits from drawing cards, such as being able to draw double cards um, and gaining life for the cards you have in your hand and so on and so forth. Countering spells. Um, I didn't technically build mine countering spells, but that's another way you can do it, is if you ramp up to Damia, you'll, you'll constantly get a full grip of cards, so you can play play three or four counter spell, you know, counter this person's spell, counter this person's spell, counter this person's spell, and then on your turn, you reload that grip of cards. Um, so she's a very powerful, very versatile commander. The specific way that I built it um, was uh, one of our fellow um, streamers um, from a channel um, that's famous for, for Magic the Gathering. Uh, he built a Damia Sage of Stone deck in which Command has a zone. lot of big. <laughs> yes, Command Zone. Craig built a Damia Sage of Stone deck um, using big creatures. Just uh, big Annihilator Eldrazi, um, Shieldred the Whispering One, Frexian Obliterator, Blightsteel Colossus. Just the biggest creatures I can possibly find Gross. because I want to be able to. Re if I choose and specifically discard the big creatures and then specifically keep and draw the reanimator spells it creates it's an interesting balance of being able to draw into the spells you need to reanimate and discard the spells that you need to reanimate mm -hmm. um, reanimate in case you don't know is a slang term for bringing a creature back from the graveyard to the battlefield um, it's based on a magic card called reanimate which you spend a black mana bring a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, and then lose life equal to its converted mana cost. Very powerful card, legitimately my favorite card in all of Magic. It does everything that I want it to do, including 
um, lose life sometimes. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, I, I used to run a villa deck and villa broker blood powerful um, mono black demon commander. Yeah. Um, so Damia, very powerful. It's my most recent deck. Um, I've made quite a few powerful decks, including pretty much every deck that Jake has mentioned so far. I've built a Jota deck. I built mine kind of Storm variant. Storm, again, for those who don't know, is being able to cast multiple spells within a turn um, to create value from spells that care about the amount of spells that you cast in a turn. So say, for example, my favorite card in the deck, Dragonstorm. Dragonstorm says, search your library for a dragon card, put it into play, um, and then it has the effect Storm. For every spell that you've cast beforehand, you copy it. So say you've cast five spells, then you go search your deck for five dragons and put them into play. Very powerful card. Um, very powerful deck. Um, Marin of Clan Toth. Again, it's black and green. Um, very similar to Damia. You want to discard the big creatures um, the to your graveyard. The hot babe of Magic the Gathering, for those who uh, know what I'm talking about. The the e-girl of, uh, <laughs> of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> Marin of Clan Neltoth, um, quite an interesting commander deck. Um, it utilizes stuff like Proliferate. Um, it again wants you to ramp. It's a little bit less than Damia. She's a seven drop, um, whereas uh, whereas Marin is only a four drop. So you get her out early. Uh, you sacrifice creatures, so it's a little bit more aristocrat style. Aristocrats is a slang for sacrificing creatures and dealing damage. So you aristocrat, you sack your creatures, um, and then you bring them back from the graveyard to the battlefield using Marin's effect. Um, I've built, uh, I've built, I haven't built Kroxa. You haven't talked yet about um, some of your newer decks, like um, how do you say her, Asmore and Asmore. Let me take it over. Let me let me take over that one. Asmorano, Mardigadice, and Kultakar. Yes, uh, very similar to Kroxa. I've built that deck uh, along with Anya Falkenrath, who is similar to Asmore and Kroxa. Asmore um, and Amar Dekaisen and Kuldekar. Yes, 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 we did it. We, you can say it. Um, <laughs> you want me to say it again? One of my, one of my favorite decks of all time, um, I have to say will probably make that a theme um so i'll let you lead that first favorite Jake, decks of um, all time what do, you, what do you think your favorite deck of all time is okay so let me you finish build it again or you keep it whatever you want let me finish telling you what or telling the audience what the rest of the decks i built because i guess i didn't say them all and i felt like i did for some <laughs> reason <laughs> uh, was it. we we did Marin and Kroxa and Joda and Asmore. Oh, I built Rubinia. Um, Rubinia. Uh, what's her last name? Soul Singer. Rubinia uh, Soul Singer. It's a uh, Bant deck, which is the combination of green, blue, and white. Um, and I still have that deck to this day. I've never taken it apart. Haven't edited. I've added some things to it a little bit, but I still have it to this day. I actually built it for my girlfriend Lauren. Um, who never uses it, but when I asked her the other day if I, if I could take it apart, she got upset and told me not to, so I'm, you know, not taking it apart, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. so, 
but that's a that's a deck that I built. Um, I I, I call it "Why Are You Hitting Yourself?" Because it's literally uh, you steal other creatures, uh, other players' creatures. You make copies of other players' creatures. You can make almost like infinite copies of other players' creatures, and uh, yeah, you just screw them over. You wipe their boards by stealing it, and then you know fly at them and murder them um and then my other deck i built uh, what have i built after that so i combined brutaclad so i built brutaclad uh and then i combined brutaclad with marin and i made a silas wren and tana the bloodsower so in magic you can have two commanders uh that at the bottom of their card there's a word called partner and sometimes in parentheses it will say you may have this with another partner commander um and it just means you can have two of them and their color is their color combined so it was red blue green and black um and it was about th that deck was about making as many tokens as i could sacrificing them to a sack outlet so i can reanimate some big big creatures and then prefer and possibly make tokens of the big creatures and use Bruticlad's effect to turn the rest of the tokens into big creatures. Uh, I think, I think my problem with that one was I went too much on like everything, and I didn't focus to like the the key. Cause what I just said, that explanation of the deck is how it was supposed to play. But I think I added too much of everything, and I just did it didn't work out as it was supposed to. Um, but that was the key of that deck, and I ended up taking it apart and bringing back a Marin deck and a Bruticlad. Well. Brutaclad decks no more. Um, it is now a new commander called Kaikar, which is blue, red, and white. I think. Kaikar Wind Fury. Yeah, Kaikar Wind Fury. And uh, thanks to Nick, uh, his idea of adding white to the deck made it just more beautiful than what it is. Um, the commander cares about uh, playing non creature spells, so he wants me to play a lot of artifacts but i also like sorceries and instants and enchantments whatever whatever you want to do with your version of the deck do it you know don't like nick i'm just kidding <laughs> but um i it cares about non-creature spells you want to cast as much of those as you can to create a giant army of angels you can sack the not angels uh spirits sack those spirits for red mana use all that red mana to cast giant red spells uh whether that's creatures or not find your win cons there um, with Brutaclad in the deck, it cares about tokens, so, you know, you make as many um, of those tokens as you can, making an army of tokens, you know, um, growing those tokens bigger by adding bigger tokens, like uh, Eldrazi's, uh, even the living weapon stuff. Really cool idea of decks. Um, and that's, that's up to date as far as decks go. I did build, well, Nick built me a, um, a, uh, what's it called? A polymorph deck that I used for like a week and called it good. It was fun. I enjoy the concept of polymorph, but I, I don't think it's my thing personally. Like I like, I don't know. I when it comes to me playing Magic, I'm a huge fan of like making giant armies and then making those armies even bigger. I don't know. That's just my thing. I think polymorph was just like, here's a creature, kill it, and now you get another creature, which can be cool. Don't get me wrong, it can be cool, but not it's not my thing. As was what I'm saying. And that's, I think that's all the decks besides the ones that we've built on Tabletop Simulator for fun. I think those are the main decks that I've owned physically. Yeah, I, um, I built Kaikar, uh, Kaikar Wins Fury. Um, the, the deck theme that I had, because I didn't really have 
uh, access to Brutoclad um, as as a, an idea. Mine's an infinite combo base, um, so it ran a lot of artifacts that made infinite combos and stuff. Other than that, um, it yours is completely different than mine, which is fine, and that's how Kaikar is supposed to be. Because yeah. it doesn't limit you to one thing. Uh, when you cast artifact, turn artifacts, whatever, or enchantments into one thing, it specifically says non-creature spell. Yeah. So it's non-creature spells that make creatures um, usually pretty good. Uh, you get a fine balance of both, essentially, what happens. Um, so, so I really like your deck. I'm excited to see it kick off and play. Um... Yeah, his uh, his polymorph deck that he's talking about was built around um, Anala, um, whose Godzilla form is Ghidorah, and yeah. uh, or Ghidra or Garadora. I don't know how to say it. It's Ghidorah. I say Ghidorah. That's that's how you say it. Whoever says it, Ghidra, oh, psh, so wrong. So well, Ghidra, Ghidra. Ghidra is uh, also a proper pronunciation, but no, it's not. not. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're you're, so wrong. You're... No, it's not. It's always been Ghidorah. Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos. Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos. Um, it itself has a so the reference of Polymorph. Polymorph is a spell in which you sacrifice a creature, and you flip through the top of your deck until you get another creature and put that into play. So the idea of um, of Anala, or in this case, Ghidorah. Ghidorah says, um, when it mutates, um, when it mutates onto a, uh, onto a creature, you flip on the top of your deck until you get a, um, a permanent, non-land permanent. So the, the difference is, instead of creature for creature, it's when you mutate it finds a permanent find cards like omniscience omniscience is uh, uh allows you to cast any spells from your hand uh you can find nyx bloom ancient you basically have a um a, essentially a toolbox of really powerful spells that you can cast the rest of the deck is lift up to instant sorceries so the perfect balance of the deck or the nearly perfect balance of the deck is running a lot of instant sorceries that make tokens then mutating onto those tokens with Ghidorah, um, usually the, some of the tokens are kind of overpowered. Some of them are just vanilla. Some like, oh, you made two 1-1 one, one goblins. And then sometimes it's like, now you made two um, insects with infect. <laughs> yeah. um, so some of them are more powerful, but you, you make the instant sorceries, draw you cards, um, make you tokens, be able to ramp you. Then you, with those tokens, you mutate onto them, then go find very powerful spells like Omniscience and stuff like that. Uh, and then you can run all the Polymorph-style effects, such as Transmogrify, Polymorph, Mass Polymorph, so on and so forth, to find you the creatures part of it. You sacrifice the little 1-1 one, one insect, go find yourself a Nyxbloom Ancient that triples your mana. That was the idea of the deck. Um, like he said, he likes army decks. Um, and so he likes, instead of making those tokens change into nature, he wants the tokens to multiply into thousands and then turn those thousands into ten tens, which is very understandable. Um, I've met plenty of players like that. I was like that when I began. Um, and it's a, it's a sound 
strategy. It's it's you make a bunch of one ones. They're like, oh, they're just a bunch of one ones. Automatically turn them into ten tens, and everybody gets scared. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that works. Um, and I've thought about building. I've built a Nala, um, and I've thought about building a Nala again, but it's it's or a Luna, not a Nala. It's a Luna. Yeah, that's what I um, said earlier. I corrected you. <laughs> a Luna Apex Witches. Uh, a Luna Apex of Wishes. I, I just I called the door. Memorized. Just... Ooh. Been <laughs> mm. good, Jake. I'm telling you. So the answer. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep talking. Well, I was I was gonna segue myself. I was just gonna say, um, you know, that's the that's the current deck situation. <laughs> now yeah. let's move on to the the next subject. Well, yeah, because you you asked before I not answered your question you asked what our favorite deck is and what would we, what would we rebuild over and over again um yep. i'd say marin like spot on marin's my favorite deck um first I just, deck? my yeah my first deck oh. my favorite deck i mean i've took it i've ta ooh, not proper grammar i've taken it apart Many times. Uh, the first time I took it apart, I was sad. Not actually sad, but you know that feeling when you take apart your first deck. You're just like, oh, is this really what's supposed to happen? <laughs> but uh, no, that, that's not. I don't have. I never felt that. My first deck was literally garbage fire. <laughs> well, my first deck was awesome. Okay, so <laughs> exactly. So that was that was. I I'm I'm really glad that you enjoy your first deck. That makes me. Yeah, so I, you know, I built, I mean, I was sad when I took it apart. Uh, you know, Brandon, one of our guests a few episodes ago, he uh, is in love with that deck. That's like his favorite deck. He'll never ask me to build another deck for him again, except for the one that we shouldn't mention. Uh, Captain Sisse Weatherlight Captain. No, that's two cards combined into one. Just Sisse Weatherlight Captain. She has another form called Captain Sisse. Those are two different cards. Same character, just two different cards. Um, yep. Uh. But my, yeah, my favorite card's, my card, but my favorite deck is Marin. I think I will always have a Marin deck, even if I have, like, even if there's, like, six months of playing Magic and there isn't one, uh, Marin will be in it somewhere, you know? I'll always have a Marin deck. I wanted to build a physical, going back to, like, our tabletop decks, um, from Tabletop Simulator, the game. Um, I wanted to build a physical Moldrova the Gravetide deck and obviously have the Marin mechanics in it. Never got to it. Uh, I think I ended up trading you Moldrova very recently. Yeah, I built the Andamia. But yeah, just I think Marin's my favorite commander. Second uh, in command would be Asmorana Mardig, nice and cool the car. I think I like the women of Magic. And then Rubinia being third. No, I think Brutaclad's my third favorite. I think that's where it breaks the chain right there. So my top two are the hottest girls of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Not an opinion. Not an opinion. No, but uh, um, my favorite deck, um, and I'm really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate that I don't have it together, and I haven't had it together for years at this point is um the scarab god i was gonna no, stop you and i was like scarab god. can i can i guess but you already said it locust god right locust god yeah. sorry locust god 
So, and I've actually had it kind of built recently-ish. I just didn't keep it for very long because my friend um, in California decided to enjoy um, the spoils of the Locust God. The Locust God is a quite ex- uh, expensive command uh, CMC-wise. CMC is converted mana cost. It's a six mana. So it's a blue, a red, and four for a legendary god, legendary creature god, with flying, and um, it's a 4-4. says, um, whenever you would draw a card, you make a 1-1 flying token with ins- uh, with uh, 1-1 flying insect token with haste, uh, both red and blue, very powerful. Um, you draw 10 cards, you make 10 locust tokens. Um, Doesn't have Pretty haste. straightforward. They do have haste. They don't have haste. Yeah, they do. They don't have haste. Look it up. Um, anyways, uh, in addition to uh, all of that ability... Oh! Which is, they have haste! If, if that was it, if that was all that card said... It would still be a great card, and I'd still play it. Um, but it also has an activated ability uh, for t- uh, a blue, a red, and two to draw a card and discard a card, which is beautiful. It's a card that feeds within itself. I'll talk about um, commanders, like mechanic-wise, um, that I would probably recommend for newer players. Um, but then at the end of its text box, it says uh, if it would be put into a graveyard if it would die um it comes back to your hand instead at the end step so it also gets kind of around commander tax you don't have to keep casting it from the command zone because it'll always go back to your hand at the end step even if they kill it it goes back to your hand at the end step by the next turn you'll be able to recast it um for its six mana instead of its eight ten nine or you know uh eight ten and twelve mana there afterwards Um, So nothing bad I can say about Locust God. Um, You can run some very powerful combos like Temple Bell um, and uh, Temple Bell and Taco Bell. (laughs) No, uh, Temple Bell, I forget what else it's called. I think it's um, something Wash Out or something like that. But basically, you... um, Whenever you draw a card, you uh, can untap a permanent or, or by discarding a card, you untap a permanent. And so you discard a card, untap Temple Bell, tap Temple Bell, each player draws a card, and then you can discard that card that you drew to untap the Temple Bell. Um, make infinite Locust Tokens. There's other ways you can make infinite Locust Tokens, like Astronaut's Altar, Skull Clamp, and Locust God. Um, uh, and then obviously, like, Mana Echoes is really powerful. Um, Mana Echoes, uh, Shared Animosity, um, it's a very beautiful deck. It, it performs, um, similarly to that. Um, I would say that it's more focused on drawing cards, um, and, and setting up infinite combos, uh, than Brutoclad is, where Brutoclad is a little bit more stompy, but very beautiful deck. I'd never turn down a Locust God deck if somebody gave it to me. Real quick, I apologize to everyone for the background voice. I accidentally clicked on a link and it played sounds. So if you heard a third voice, that was the link to the website. Anyways, back to what we were doing. 
You're gonna hear it again. Um, I can't stop it. I'm gonna stop it. Okay, you didn't hear it this time. Thank you. Back to what we were talking. <laughs> Jesus. Um. So the next thing I would love to talk about, because um, we've talked about our current commanders, we've talked about um, what commander we would build time and time again. Uh, we talked about our previous commanders. Um, but we've talked a lot about commander. Why not branch off into um, other things? I mean, do you... I know that you've only played a... I wouldn't call it a standard deck. I'd call it a constructed deck. It might have been standard at the time that you built it. Um, but, would, I mean, you haven't played anything but Commander. Would you branch out into anything other than Commander? Anything so, seem interesting? Have you any re I bought a draft booster. Search on something that you would... I, I bought a draft booster of, um... What was that set? The Adventures of the Forgotten Realm. Um, and yeah. I built two 60-card decks off of that. That play pretty good. They function pretty good. Um, I currently, I still own them. They're in my box of, uh, not my toolbox you got me, but they're in, like, the box that the set comes in. You know, it comes with that little yeah. box that you pull out. Yeah, it, they're in that. Um, I've, haven't played with them at all. I mean, I tested them, and then I played with Brandon one game. Um, but I enjoyed them. They're kind of, like, I like just simple magic games, you know, like, with, you know, you pick a set. You get all the cards from the set and you build deck. Not all the cards, but you get, you know, like the draft booster so, boxes. I wanna I wanna explain something to you. Um, and this might actually be something I would love to do eventually. Um, but there's something called uh, and I'll I'll explain this for everybody the best I can because I'm not exactly sure how it works ratio wise. But um, there's a there's a type of magic called a cube. Um, a cube consists of however many you choose. I, I think there's a certain like number, like like I said, I don't know the ratios and stuff like that. I think maybe it's like 300. 300. It consists of like 300 cards um, where you shuffle them up. So you shuffle up all the 300 cards, usually leave them in a box. You shuffle them up, you distribute them among the table people build decks out of those cards whatever set of cards they built they build a deck out of and then they play against each other and so the difference between like that and a draft booster say for example on a draft booster you only get like 40 cards you're open packs booster. you're getting whatever cards come out of that set yeah well you 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 would only build like a 40 card deck um, yeah, I think I made full anyways, functioning 60 card decks because I just like took some lands yeah. or whatever. And I would, I, if I were to make a cube, it would probably be like, it'd probably be like an Oathbreaker cube or something like that. Something um, commander-ish, at yeah. least. Um, but the idea behind a cube is that you draft a from the cards that you want to put in the set. So it's not like you know you only get the like let's say for example the new set that's about to come out um crimson vow um you don't get just the cards from crimson vow you can choose whatever cards you want to put into it so that's the difference between like a draft and a cube and a cube you can bring anywhere um i have a friend named charles he's built a cube um and he's been working on it for 
a long time and I've never played it, but I, I'm excited for that kind of um, event. And I think that you would thoroughly enjoy that if if that's something other than Commander you would like to to play is a essentially a draft set. Somebody brings four, you know, a thousand cards. Let's say it's a thousand cards. Somebody brings a thousand cards. Um, you shuffle them all up, distribute them. You get to build a deck from whatever of the thousand cards that you, your portion of them, you build a deck out of, and then you play against your friends. And you'll usually set lands aside, you know, a hundred of each land or whatever. I want to build. So people... Or I want to learn how to play um, Plane Chasers, the one with the giant cards. Or Plane Chase. Is that what it's called? Plane Chase? Yeah. Plane, plane Chase. I like there, there's Plane Chase and Arch Enemy, yeah. which are two, like, sub game modes of of they're they're box sets that you can buy but you can also play them on like a regular game of commander and that's that's easy to learn i also love um and i know you're gonna say you're gonna be like oh not that but (laughs) i'm just kidding but i i i really love um the on sets for magic like the unhinged untethered unscrewed whatever they're called they're on something <laughs> all three of them i think i got one right out of that all, out of that series of name listing right there i think i got one of them right well i can only name a few anyway i think unhinged unglued um unscrewed unchewed unsanctioned, unsanctioned. yeah no, that's no. it that's all three right there that's it there's only three, unless there's a fourth one that they just made. I don't know. Well, I think they just made one that's reprints. Okay, I so think it's not, that's unsanctioned. Like, actually a new one. Yeah, it's unsanctioned. Um. Um. But I unstable. That's the first one. Unstable, unhinged, unglued, and unsanctioned is the latest one. Um. Basically, for those who don't know, it is the messing with magic kind of uh style of playing the game so every card has a what what's called a silver border so a lot of magic cards have black borders older ones had white borders and they went back to black borders and some cards that are supposed to be white borders have black borders and somehow that made them like ten thousand dollars each i don't know but anyways there's cards with silver borders (laughs) right Ooh, silver borders and uh they um they break they break the rules. I mean, all magic cards break the rules, but these cards, like, break the game in a, in a way. Do you want me to explain it better? No, because I explain it just fine. <laughs> they break, okay, like, continue. the oh, entire... Continue. They break, like, the game epically. Um, I mean, there's, like, cards that you play, and it's, like, give your friend a high five in 30 minutes, or in 30 seconds, and as many high fives as you give them, that's how much damage you do to them. There's like a card that like deals pie damage, 3.14, whatever. Um, there's like a card that, yeah, it's just amazing. You explain the rest. I did my job. <laughs> so, so unsets are um, the, the creator of Magic the Gathering um, realizes there's jokes and there's stigmas and memes, whatever you want to call it behind the game and the idea of the unset was to have a little fun um kind of branch off from the normal very serious magic cards um to throw in just funny cards 
Um, and some of them will be remixes of cards. Uh, so say, for example, um, there's uh, w one of the cards that I have currently right now um, is called Summon the Pack. Um, and it's based off of a card called, I think it's called Pack Summon, which is... Uh, um, uh, you, you get to take all the creature cards from your hand and put them into play. And then this one's a black card where you open up a booster pack and then you put <laughs> all the creature cards from the booster pack into play. <laughs> so, so like that, it's kind of like, there's a lot of like similar cards like that. Like um, in Magic Gather um, Magic Gathering, there's a, uh, there's a card called City of Brass. Uh, it taps for mana and it deals one damage to you. Um, there's a card in, I believe, Unhinged, called City of Ass, that deals one and a half damage to you whenever you tap it for mana. <laughs> and it's got, like, because those cards usually have donkeys on them. Yes. Um, and so it's, like, it's got a bunch of donkeys. Uh, City of Brass has, like, a, a brass, uh, like, Egyptian-style, um... I forget what those are called on the top of buildings, um, and the 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 other one, the un um, the unhinged card has uh, like a kind of that kind of landscape, like an Egyptian style landscape with a bunch of donkeys on it. <laughs> my my favorite um, my favorite mechanic in the un series is called hosts and augments. And what it is, is you have a card, and it's kind of like cut in half. And the first half says, whenever this creature enters the battlefield. And the second half is like, uh, gain one life, draw a card, uh, deal one damage, whatever. Um, and they're just like animals. You know, like cat, you got dog, got robot, got gnome. Basic animals that you find in the wild. Um, and then there's... And that's the host. Yeah, and that's the host. And then there's an augment, which is like half of a card. I mean, it's a full-size card, but it's like half of a card. And it's called... Sometimes they're just called Bat Dash, or they're like Half Shark Half. Half Shark, Half Kitten Half, whatever. And that changes the front side of the text. So where it says whenever this creature enters the battlefield, it changes it to something like whenever this creature attacks, or whenever this creature... Uh, is dealt damage or whenever you draw a card or whatever uh, it changes the text of the front half of the text um, I like that I try to build a commander deck based off of hosts and augments it didn't really work out well but it was still a cool idea to do that 100% illegal because all of those cards are not allowed in tournaments because um, they're joke cards like Nick yeah, said allowed in tournament. Yeah, but it was still fun. It was still fun to have a commander version of a, of an unstable deck. Unhinged, unbalanced, the undeck of Magic the Gathering. That's kind of like my favorites when it comes to the game. I like things that are weird, you know. Um, yeah, Nick, next topic. Unless you have more to add. Um, no, I mean... Um... I would probably uh, like to dip into um, things of magic, card games, whatever it is, um, kind of the mechanics of the game that um, I would like to talk about for, for new players that would like to 
to join either Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon um, because we're always looking for new people and the more people that we get the game the the more people we have to play with the more people you know if, uh, it's a community everybody and this is a big like thing that I've realized recently um, especially with my work is that people don't get together and have a conversation anymore um no. especially about stuff that they like like most of the time like I, I talk with a lot of the girls at work and it's always about starbucks like what's the new coffee from starbucks and it's like that's it doesn't incline deeper thought whereas magic you when you talk about your new deck to your friends um there's a deep conversation well why is this a good card to play why do you set this in your deck and i love to have this conversation with jake but jake always thinks i'm attacking him i never <laughs> think you're attacking me don't say that you always you always think you're always like well nah. i don't like to have the deck that everybody else has okay <laughs> but why do you think other people run that card i still i mean I still, but, I still listen to your advice i still take it i know name things i, I know. haven't you done i'm just kidding <laughs> Obviously, obviously, you've continued to play the game for um, quite a while, which is a lot to say than some people. Some nah, people, I've given up. They'll... I gave up day one. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? I've never played Magic, ever. I don't even know what the card game is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, when it comes to comes to a new player, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Commander. Um, so there's no... Um, I, I have a hard time talking about other formats. Um... I think Commander's uh, but if the you best. Would like to join, if you would like to join, there is a large group of Commander players. There's more... Com I feel like there's more Commander players now than there ever has been any other format. Hey! Uh, such as Modern. Hey, you listeners. Guess what? If you like music, and you like modern music, and you specifically like a guy who has a bunch of tattoos on his face... Guess what? He also plays Magic. So for those of you who think that this game is just for nerds, well, your favorite pop star artist also plays it. Oh yes, Post Malone. <laughs> yeah, plays a lot. Post to Post. Even NFL there's a lot players of good play celebrities. It. Yeah, there's a lot of celebrities. Cassius Marsh um, plays for the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, um uh Seth Rogen um Seth Rogen's playing in the new <laughs> What? Seth, Seth Rogen's playing in uh in uh, Mario, isn't he? Yeah, he's playing new Donkey Mario. Kong. He's playing Donkey Kong in the Marios. Uh yes. Seth Rogen plays Magic the Gathering. Um uh I forget his name from Rush, not Rush. Big from, Rush. Yeah, from Premium Rush. No, no, Premium Rush. Oh. It's um uh, I he plays Magic. A lot of, a lot of interesting characters play. Characters, but a lot of interesting. Well, um, real quick, we're breaking past the hour. We're we're an hour and twelve minutes into the podcast right now. I would say. Um, you can add. We can add. We can talk more. I just say we'll we'll cut. We'll uh. We won't talk more for much. Just because, you know, I gotta get up early tomorrow. Which is fine. That's how. 
Um, we we might as well cut it off. You um, want to cut it off? Yeah, because we could go all day. Yeah. We could go all day, all night. I can go all day. Yeah. I think we should do a sequel to this. You know, I have another Me and You episode. We'll just break Ezra's legs on purpose or something so we can make another episode. I'm just kidding. Never. No. <laughs> Never. We'll never do that. But we should definitely do a sequel of this, just the you and me talking more about magic. Because I know Ezra's not as big into the game, and he kind of gets bored when we bring it up. Even, like, during our normal episodes, you know, he'll get bored when we bring it up. So, I like that we had... You should see me with anime. <laughs> yeah, you should saw me with that anime episode. Go listen to our <laughs> other episodes, uh, everybody out here. Everyone just listen to it. This was a special episode. No, it wasn't. This is me and Nick. We came back. We're not gone. You don't don't worry about us. We're back. Um, again, thank you guys for listening to the Super Nerdcasters. I'm glad that we were able to do this. Get an opportunity. Go follow us everywhere on social media. And follow me anywhere. Jakesy Great underscores or dashes in between. Wherever you like. Just one or the other. Just type in Jake and you'll find me. Um, Nick, he's on Facebook, you know, Adam as a friend, whatever. Just type in Nick and you'll find him. There's no worries. Um, and then there's Ezra. Ezra is Kazuhira777. If you know how to spell that, you'll always know how to spell that. And he's everywhere too. You're, you'll find him. Um, and that is it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this special Magic the Gathering episode of the podcast as much as we enjoyed recording the special Magic the Gathering episode of the podcast. And uh, until next time, new episodes always out on Saturdays, except for these last two weeks. We were kind of, you know, technical difficulties with life. But usually new episodes on Saturdays. Sometimes you'll get it earlier if you're really good. If you're if you're a good boy, you'll get it earlier. Uh, maybe on a Thursday or a Friday. But usually Saturdays. We have new episodes on Saturdays. Uh, and, you know, search Super Nerdcasters on Google. You'll find us. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Zoom. We're on pod bucket whatever that app is called there's a whole bunch of them goodbye